Acting Up with Jamie Crick. Hello, it's the show that brings you news and gossip, interviews with the stars, and this week we've been on tour with Kerry Ellis and Calabro in Cambridge. We boarded the air-conditioned tour bus and had the full head and shoulder massage from Kerry's flunkies, and after quaffing the champers and nibbling on the caviar, we arrived at the Corn Exchange for you to go on. <laughs> I love that. That was so exciting. Is that how you normally travel, though, isn't it? It is normally how I travel. Yeah, I demand it. No, it was so lovely. We uh, we got chatting to the boys. We did a little interview with them, and they were so wonderful. I mean, I know I'm on tour with them, but to actually interview them was just lovely, and they told us some little uh, information that perhaps people haven't heard before, so um, you'll hear that in Okay, that's all to come. Johnny, you've been backstage. Indeed. Speaking of flunkies, I had a chat with the lovely Chris Haylett, who is the tour and uh, expert production manager behind the show. We had a great time, and Georgia was there too. Georgia was backstage afterwards, or talking to the audience as they came out for our people's vote. So we'll talk to her a little bit later on, and uh, apologies, Chris, for being a flunky. <laughs> so before we get to being in Cambridge yesterday, you've been at the Royal Albert Hall, haven't I you, Karen? I have, yes. I, I've been all over the place. I first of all, on Saturday, went to Scotland, to Dumfries Castle, mm. which is a charity uh, supported by Prince Charles himself. And I did a performance up there, and then I got a very early flight down to the Royal Albert Hall, where I performed with the wonderful Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, and it was just it's just magical. It's I love performing there, and it's always a dream. Do you, or- not, do you not feel it's like you go on stage and there's this huge cavernous sort of audience and auditorium? Because it's massive, isn't it, compared to the average theatre? But it weirdly doesn't feel that big when you're inside it, I don't think. You know, I was going to say that. It's one of the, it is one of the biggest. It's huge, but it's somehow intimate. It's very odd. However, I think because you can see everybody, and, and I love looking out and seeing all the little boxes, and it, it just, it's magical. And the sound is wonderful. The orchestra sounded phenomenal, and it was just... I loved it. Now, you've been on tour with Calabro. Uh, you are continuing the tour all over the country, as mm-hmm. we know, and Cambridge last night at the Corn Exchange. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, not only to have our guys here, Johnny and Georgia, it was lovely, but we've had an amazing tour. The audiences are great. The boys are just so wonderful. They're really just nice people to be with, and they, the, the audiences love them. And the stories that they have, individually and collectively, were really interesting. So we're at Cambridge and we're backstage on tour, the middle of their tour, with my dear friends, Calabro, is my special guest this week! Hello. Hello. We're your special guest this time. You're my special <laughs> guest. So um, those of you that have been listening to the show will know that I'm on tour with these guys and they've been absolutely awesome. We've had the best time. It is the road to the Albert Hall. How's it going? Tell me about the tour. What's, what's happening? How are you enjoying it? The weirdest part is that actually at this point, we would have finished any of our other tours. <laughs> so it's really, really long. It's a 52-day tour, but we're really, really enjoying it. You're no small part in that. Aww. And um, also, the audience has been great, and we're just enjoying being back on the road, really, aren't we? And this is what? How many tours is this? This is five? Four. Four. Oh Fourth my UK tour. Yeah. Is this the longest one you've ever done? Yeah. Oh, much. absolutely. Uh, oh. We're doing 52 in a total. Jamie just said we're... what. 29 this is number 29 now so it's almost as if we're doing another tour that we normally do on top of this yeah so and yeah, what it's a have good experience. you what have your highlights been of the tour so far because i know we're going to the albert hall I'm very Ooh. excited and you've played the albert hall before but we'll talk about that in a minute we actually got the amazing opportunity to perform with uh, carrie ellis <laughs> um, and it's been unbelievable i love um, you i will pay you later <laughs> yeah, no, um i just think when we perform stars at the end, um, everybody gets the, the phone torches out and it's just 
a sea of lights and it's the best feeling. You've got quite a hardcore fan base though. The collaborators, have those yes. been Are named? Are you a collaborator now? Of course I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. like the number one fan. What do you call your fans? I don't know if I have I have like an army like you do. I don't even know. I don't oh, really have. I, I need a name. We need we to need come up few. with a name. Oh. The the Elysian. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of space race. That's quite nice. Uh, actually. The Elysians. <laughs> so touring like this is difficult. You know, you guys tour together. It's tour buses. It's hotels. It's a long time. Tell me, like, the hardest thing about touring. Hmm. <laughs> Probably living out of a suitcase. Oh. That yeah, is yeah. tough. You, you go into one hotel and you unpack and then you've got to pack again and then move to a different hotel. I think that's probably the hardest oh, part. Oh, eating out of M&S packets. <laughs> M&S is great, but sometimes you don't want packet food. Other brands are available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tell me uh, the hardest part. Tell me the best part about touring. Oh, we've met so many people, uh, so many of our fans that we just wouldn't have had a chance to otherwise. I mean, the main point of doing... 52 dates instead of the normal 30 was so we could get to more places maybe places that we hadn't reached on the other tours into all the nooks and crannies of England and see more people and be yes. able to yeah meet them all today we had people from Japan we had people from France oh my goodness. Um, and this is every meet and greet we get someone from international as well, other people which is really cool Netherlands and stuff like yeah. that haven't we yeah. Yeah. And you guys work so hard you do meet and greets you you know you go out and see your fans you, you're so interactive it's really good and they love it <laughs> You know, the reaction to the show is amazing. They get up, they dance along, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so going back a little bit, like when you met, how long have you guys been together now? Five years. Five, 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 five years. long years. <laughs> <laughs> and you obviously met, um, well, two of you met before Britain's Got Talent, is that right? So uh, myself and Jamie were working uh, in a holiday kind of environment and we were on holiday. <laughs> we were on holiday. Um, now I was working in Spain and Jim was in Cyprus and we just kind of had this idea of putting together something a bit different. And we came up with a musical theatre boy band and then we went on Britain's Got Talent, unintentionally. Because we didn't put the band together for we that. Stumbled on stage. Yeah, we were just like, oh, <laughs> oh while we're here. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was an odd, I don't know what this was. But um, yeah, that was kind of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you train in theatre? Did you, did, what, did you have different jobs? What, how, what was various your... various degrees. We definitely all had different jobs and then different levels of training. I trained classically, and, but I was actually working in a finance department of a hospital, uh, Royal London. Wow was a Japanese restaurant. I was a Japanese restaurant. I worked in a Japanese <laughs> restaurant, but that's the thing. I mean, obviously, you'll know how hard it is to get into the West End. Uh, I did say so you know how hard it is to be a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Never did. <laughs> <Difficult job. laughs> Twenty no, uh, years. In <laughs> I um, I did a I did a degree in musical theatre, and then obviously trying to get into the West End and doing bits and pieces of jobs here and there. Yeah. It's difficult and you've got to do something in the meantime, haven't you? So, you've performed with some absolute megastars. Like, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Barry Manilow, Cliff Richard. Um, who's been your kind of highlight and who's the next person? Or if you could work with anybody, who would it be as a group? It's really difficult. I think when we first sang with Cliff Richard when we went on his tour we got into our dressing room on the first night and we were there and there's a big bottle of champagne and glasses and Aww. I think saying good luck boys I think that was quite a moment yeah, for all of us um, and he just made sure he came backstage before every performance and said good luck and then obviously Barry Manilow introducing us on stage at the O2 Arena mm. to have a bow like Aww. but we're all awesome. musical theatre nerds and we got to sing one day more with 
Leia Salonga. Oh. Um, and that was... I like that. That She's was a lovely. moment. Aww. And um, Ramin was there Aww. and Ruthie Henshaw Aww. and just like this whole host of people who obviously we've looked up to for a long time. So that was a real stage. Leia Salonga complimented my shoes? She did. I thought yeah. you were going to say hair then. No, oh, but uh, that as well. What do you mean? It's a good ballot. It is. It's quite serious. She likes my whole demeanour, really. Jamie would love to sing with Beyonce, but I'm not sure. Oh, wouldn't we all? Well, there was that Jennifer Hudson thing. Oh, my goodness. I love her. Do you remember? Are we not allowed to talk about that? I don't know what you mean. Do you remember there was an option for us that we were going to sing with Jennifer Hudson? What? What happened? I don't think that's true. It was. I don't remember that either. Say it's true. Say it's true. There was a pitch for at one point for us to sing with Jennifer Hudson, but it, our, our schedule... I mean, I'm really perfect. pleased that I didn't know about this because I'd have been <laughs> yeah, devastated exactly. when it didn't happen. Oh, my God, I love her. I turned so it down good. on our behalf. I didn't think you'd want to do it. My favourite thing is when she just sits in the voice and she just, like, comes out with something and you're like, just stop. So if there was one person that you could perform with, who would it be? Apart from Jennifer Hudson that we love. Lea Salonga, um, done. Each other. Aww. Aww. <laughs> That's getting boring now. <laughs> um, well, I went to see Frankie Valli at the Royal Albert Ooh. Hall and I was lucky enough to meet him. We do Grease to open the show and I think that would be perfect. Oh, no, that's mm. a good one. I would love to sing with Frankie Valli. That'd be Valley. amazing. It's a good one. We went to the Brit Awards, classical Brit Awards, and um, I don't remember much of it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but at the end, Andrea Bocelli got up and sang, oh. and I cried the whole way through. Oh, That's a good so one. lovely. Do you know, obviously, you're a big fan of musical theatre, all of you. Presumably, at some point, there will be a collaborative musical, in which case, who <laughs> would play yourselves? I would play all of them. We've <laughs> had somebody ask us, who do you think could play you if, uh, if a collaborative musical is made? And we went. If it's not us, I'll be insulted. <laughs> no, to my next question about you guys, because, you know, you, you tour together, you're with each other all the time, you share dressing rooms, you on the tour bus. It's like there's a real unity between you and on a working relationship like this, where, you know, you're doing 52 days, you're travelling around the country with each other every day. Do you really all just get on or is it... Because I've not seen you ever you fall out. No, we, we really, really do, but I think... We'd be lying if we said we didn't get annoyed with each other sometimes. Well, that's natural, but we... No, I think we... 99% of the time, we just completely have a laugh. I think it's the difference between being friends and being brothers. I think you'll always fall out with family, but they'll always be your family. Like, and you're always really close to them. So it's it's that kind of relationship. That might be the nicest thing I've ever heard you say. I should have saved it for stage. (laughs) You can keep it for the show. (laughs) Okay, I think you're right. Like, last year... Probably. Well, you, went through, you go through phases. When you're on Britain's Got Talent, you're like, we all need to stick together. Yeah. We only just sort of met. And then you go through the phase of, this is so exciting, we're loving it. And then there was maybe l- last year a little phase where we got on each other's nerves, but we've learned how to deal with it yeah. because we all want the best for the group and we all mm. want the best for each other. So. Sort of a mm. sense of resignation now. We're <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just waiting for Jamie to leave. What was that? <laughs> what was that? We were, on, um, we were on a cruise. Michael and I were on a table. We hosted a table. And um, this woman said to me, the most important thing for a long marriage, apathy. <laughs> so... I think we're going to be employing that technique soon. Oh, brilliant. Okay, um, so we're finishing at the Albert Hall. You've played the Albert Hall before, right? Yes. Yeah. But what, why did you book the Albert Hall and what is it about this tour, like ending at the special. Albert Hall? Why is it so special it's to so you? It's so special. Well, we've, we've done it, I think, four times now, yeah. but we've headlined it once. And uh, it's just, I think, when you think of the quintessential English venue, 
that's it, isn't it? It's the Royal Albert Hall. And then when, when we decided to do this mammoth tour and we were thinking about where to finish it off, it was the Royal Albert Hall. And then we are like, well, let's just make the whole album and the tour about the Royal Albert Hall. And we'll just call the whole thing Road to the Royal Albert Hall and that'll be that. Because it's special. Okay, a couple of silly things. Okay, best fan gift. Best gift you've ever got from a fan. Many. We've gotten a few stars named after us, actually, yes. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Good shout. Have you ever looked up into the sky and seen it? I, I don't, I, you know, Have I you found uh, it? I'm, 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 I'm looking at, at every, all the hundreds of stars. Yeah. <laughs> that one exactly right there. Very, very recently, uh, we were just given a, a crystal <laughs> with like a 3D image of each of our faces inside oh. of it, and you put it on a rotating platform. Oh it's lovely. It is very, very nice. But I think it, if I had that in my bedroom, it would be weird. I, it would be. Ve- it, It'd be weird. Give it to your mum. I'll give it to yeah. rotating 3D head <laughs> of yourself. Just, just my head rotating on a little platform. I love that. Yeah. That's brilliant. brilliant. I love that. Okay, uh, most outrageous thing that's happened on stage? Anything that's gone drastically wrong <laughs> or, or funny or... Well, once in Liverpool. It was at a BGT celebration. <laughs> and uh, we were doing the uh, Jersey Boys medley. And we were giving our all to the dance and I accidentally knocked the mic stand. The mic stand fell over, the mic fell out of the mic stand and rolled across the stage oh, no. into the pit. Oh, oh, no. So I had to uh, very quickly just run and get it and be like, that's what happens when it's live. Did you get in the pit? Well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a pit as such. It, it was, was just like a little <laughs> drop that I had to get. Yeah. Yeah. There was one that I think sticks in my mind forever, which is about Tom, which is that very sadly, oh I think God, on our first, was it our second tour when your lovely grandfather passed away? Oh yeah. You, oh <laughs> no, this is ridiculous. Can you tell it? It's a funny, it's funny. A funny so story sorry. about my dead grandfather. <laughs> oh, no. um, so um, he died. And I... <laughs> That's not the funny bit. <laughs> That's not the funny bit. Um, I said, in his honour, this is bring him home. And the next night we went into a different venue and our sound guy was like, I'm just going to test some of the levels from last night. And he, he put all, the, all of the levels up and all the way through the venue, you just heard, I'd like to dedicate this song to my dead grandfather. <laughs> like... All the way around oh, this no. venue. In front of an audience, no. No, <laughs> no. no. Obviously, it was still not. really raw for Tom. So, like, me and Matt, I think, ran out of the dressing room on the stage and were like, cut the feed. It was so I was fun. stood right next to the sound man at the time. There is one more, very quick one, which was hilarious. We were in Canada and we were doing oh. uh, That's Life by Frank Sinatra. And the bit at the beginning is like, dun, 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 dun. And on the last beat, Jamie threw his hands out. And he had a ring on, and the ring flew off his finger and missed somebody's head in the audience by just a fraction. And now they're pretty much married. Yeah. She was like, just, oh. is this a proposal? We That's were like, it. Yeah. Did you get the ring back? <laughs> yeah, she gave it back. It was lovely. She was very nice about it. Oh, we did Soccer Aid, and this is a quick one. Oh, no. Michael kicked the football into somebody in the crowd's face. <laughs> I was aiming for the goal. I didn't just relate. <laughs> and he, he ran up to them and went, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And she went, 
Can you sign my paper, please? <laughs> this is the best day of my life. Covered in blood. A yeah. footprint uh, foot on a face. Then I was like, right, we're all right, boys. <laughs> brilliant. Okay, um, so separately, when you're not with Calabro, do you When's have. That? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are at the moment, but I, I know some of you have different interests and different perhaps things that you might do in the future. I know, Jamie, you do a bit of producing. And, and what kind of other interests and things do you have going on separately? I have my production company, which is great. The first thing we ever did was actually the band's album launched, Road to the Royal Abbott Hall, oh, so amazing. that was a really nice little way to tie it in. Huh. That's it, yeah, I work on that outside the group. I stream video games, <laughs> which is something I've just never grown out of from a child. So I, I stream them and people can view in and talk to me and ask questions. I get a lot of collaborators coming in and just for a chat with me as well, so it's really nice. That's so cool. Um, I was just a judge on All Together Now on the BBC One Because you like your TV presenting, show. don't you? Yeah, kind I'd of... love to do more presenting and um, well, I think we all would like to be more hmm. you know, prevalent in the... TV world, but um, that was really fun to shoot. We met Jerry Hallowell, so that was pretty ah, cool. Ah, yeah. very good, very good. Uh, I recently moved back to uh, Cumbria, where I'm from, and I've started vocal coaching, I so that's very that. exciting. I was suddenly very aware when I was next to Matt the other day. Oh, <laughs> Matt started to vocal coach. Oh, I better sing properly. Um, that's really good. Okay, and what's next? You know, you're constantly busy. We finish here at the Albert Hall end of April 20th, and what's next for Calabro? Well, we're doing international stuff, aren't we? Which we haven't yet announced. Um, but you made... exclusive or anything? Well, we, we are going to Amsterdam. We can't give an exclusive, because, but there is another country that we're going to in May. How does the kind of audiences abroad, like, how do they deal with you? How do they treat you when you're when you're there? What's the reception like? Well, the strangest thing was when we first went to Japan. We were told about the the way that the audience are there. They wait until the last bit of music. You must know the last bit of music's ever happened before they clap. And I remember the very first song we ever sang, we were waiting for that applause. We were doing the big note and there was no applause. And we thought, oh no, they hate us. Then we finished and then they gave us this huge applause. The only time they broke that was when we sang in Japanese. We learned uh, I Dream to Dream in Japanese. The whole song? The whole song. <gasps> and it got to number one oh in Japan. Oh my God, that's amazing. And we got a, we got a gold yeah. disc award. Yeah. We won an we, award for it. We beat uh, Megan Trainer and Sam Smith. No way! <laughs> it was really yeah. weird. That's amazing. I have oh. to get that. I need to listen yeah. to that. You need to learn Japanese. I need to learn Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I said a few words when I was out there. That was about it. A whole song. That's amazing. It was really fun. It's you so well received, though. They, like, it, they really do love it when you make an effort mm. to speak yeah, the language. As you should, really. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'd like to ask, boys, in terms of this show, obviously, 52 Dates is a long show. It's a long run. What are audiences to expect from this particular show compared to the tours we've done in the past? Ooh, good question, Johnny. Well, I think one big when we... mess, really, this time round. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Well, honest, I think when people saw us on Britain's Got Talent, we sang Les Mis, so everyone was expecting, um, you know, something a bit more classical. And on our first tour, we did stick to all of the, you know, classic ballads. But now we do like to mix it up. We do Jersey Boys numbers. We do a Motown medley. We do oh, Wicked. Don't know if you know it. Don't know if you know it. It's We've... nice because I don't have to sing it. <laughs> It's good because, you know, not only can we sing those nice ballads, but also we like to show that, you know, we have personalities too and we like to have fun and, you know, it breaks up the show. So we really enjoy well, that. That was the thing. Um, people were coming away from the first two tours going, I cried the whole night through and we were going, maybe we should get some upbeat numbers in our show. You've got loads though now. The show finishes really, like, bright. It's great. I love it. I'm like... 
big fan. Well, you've been amazing. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Thanks for having us. Being on our podcast, we've loved Thank it. You. And um, have a great show tonight. If people still haven't seen the tour um, and they want to get tickets and they obviously want to go to the Albert Hall and all of the rest of them, where do they get tickets? Uh, you can go to our website, officialcollabora.com, which will take you to the venue where there are tickets still available. Hooray! Yes. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Acting Up with Jamie Crick, Carrie Ellis and me, Johnny Bunyan. Now, that was a lovely time with Calabro. I have to say, Carrie, the boys were so accommodating, so sweet. And you could tell there was a real camaraderie between you guys. And they clearly absolutely adore you, which is lovely, isn't it? Ah, yeah, no, they're very kind and very supportive. And it, it's just nice to come out and sing a few songs and, and play to a, a musical theatre audience, which is, is great. They know what they're getting. And and I love I love singing, you know. I got to sing some great songs. I do Anthem and I do um, Million Dreams. Dreams from the Great Showman. I do This Is Me and get the audience to sing along. It's great. I'm going to ask you a controversial question. Oh. Have you ever been on a tour though, where you know it's not been so lovely? <laughs> like, you know, because I imagine there's like Calabro, great people to get on mm. with, and you probably have a great time. But there must be tours and things or events you go along to where you think, right then, okay, and it's not quite. You know, it's a good it's question. Friendly. It's a good question because um, on a tour like this, when it's very specific, I am with Calabro and it's, it's a very small company. It's the boys, myself, and then obviously all the production company who are lovely, all the backstage crew, all of that. And it is a, a touring family. Bigger shows like musicals, there can be... 50 people on the road there can be a cast of 30 people there can be a dance captain a choreographer a uh, resident director and then all the band and then there can be so many people so it's normal you're not going to get on with 50 people you know there's going to be different personalities but I think in a bigger show you can kind of move about a bit and choose who you want to spend time with whereas mm. on something like this you kind of have it's to like get being on. in an office or something you, you know certain people you'll get on better with than others absolutely and I, I actually spoke to the boys about it and said you know they are a real united front and they do share dressing mm. rooms and they get on the same tour bus and you know you hear about bands that all turn up in different cars and they don't do that and I asked them about that and said you know is that real and, and, it, and it is it is they do seem, though, when you when you kind of meet them and they're chatting amongst themselves, to be that sort of, like, they're good friends, they get on, they, they enjoy what friends. they do. I mean, they've only been together for five years. Um, I mean, Jamie and Matt knew each other previously, but I guess they're still relatively a young band, but they're very... They support what they're doing and they have the same view, which is great. And um, and they enjoy being on stage together. And they're mm. very different personalities. They're very four. Yeah. They still answer each other's questions. Well, it's weird. It's like, <laughs> 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 but actually, what I noticed last night was what was nice, although the show was obviously very very rehearsed and the performances were great, actually the banter that they had, it wasn't overly scripted. You could tell actually that they were kind of sort of not make-ups to go along, but it was kind of a natural conversation they were having with each other. And you can all tell that they take the, the mick and have a lovely yeah, time, which is do. nice, isn't it? They're lovely. It's Acting Up, and if you'd like to say hello to us, say hello at actinguppod.com. Or, of course, you can subscribe. And easy to do, just look up uh, where you get your podcast from and subscribe and give us five stars as well, because we'd like to, to hear what so you're laughing Carrie at. Carrie performance was five stars last oh, night, as far as being George kind. concerned. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> waiting for the... I was going to invite you to tell us what you thought of Carrie. Do you know, right, and I, I've said this off, but I'll say it on it. 
we, we, we were sitting there, Georgia, weren't we? And it's just such a lovely thing to see someone you know go out and smash it. But also, it's just the effortlessness of it all. Honestly, it's not effortless. You, well, you come out <laughs> and she's had this big, big opening number from Tess. And I just thought, wow, like she just had a, she had a massive band behind her. Oh. And it was just, honestly, it was fab. You, very but kind. you were in the moment, I thought. I loved it. You know, Well, I'm, it's a brilliant arrangement. It's the arrangement that my dear friend, Dr. Brian May, has done for me. It was on our first album, Anthem. And it's a special one for me because we've performed it at the Albert Hall we've performed mm. it all over the world that song and it's just a magical arrangement and I love singing it and you've been in that show because I saw you years ago at the yeah. Albert Hall not singing that part obviously but you were up there with Adina and it's a, it, the show goes way back for you doesn't it well that's actually where the idea came from because uh, when I was doing chess at the Albert Hall and I was playing Svetlana I didn't sing that song but I remember Brian coming to watch the show and Josh Groban was playing mm. the role and he sang that song and it was Brian that was like that song's a winner you know that's just amazing and, and we then went on to record it and then he put the big opening to it and then we put the big high note at the end Rock and it, guitar. Yeah, yeah it's just it's a winner was it brian may who did the arrangement of let it go that you recorded it wasn't he's on because oh, i thought he was on the um guitar on that there's a well it sounds a little bit brian that's what i'm thinking because it's, it's just not. Right, okay right. no it was my dear friend craig adams who i work with as well we've been working together a long time and he he MDs some of my shows, but it was it was his arrangement actually. And the choir on the front of that was the Mountview Choir, and oh, well, right. it was the, some graduates, and and they sound amazing. They'd have loved that. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about news, mm. and let's talk about Let It Go. <laughs> Good link. I liked that. That was smooth <laughs> because it's coming to the West End. I know we've all been talking about this. Everyone, everyone's been talking about when is Frozen going to come because it's been mm-hmm. massive on Broadway. Yeah. And again, Disney have done that thing where they've taken what is a cartoon and what's one of their biggest hits ever mm. and turned it into a stage show, which I'm I can't wait to see. That's actually my audition tape. Um, Let it go, my version. You can get it on iTunes. Um, no, I'm I'm kidding. Um, it's exciting. Everybody's super excited for it. I remember um, a video coming out actually of of the transformation, yeah. and I think it was quickly taken down. Everyone was super excited to see how she was going to turn into mm. the magical queen. And so yeah, it's exciting. Well, they, they've it's got going... previous on that with Beauty and the Beast, haven't they? So, you know. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Uh, they know what they're the doing. It, it does look. It does look. Fabulous. This. And also, they've got 12 new songs in there as well. So it's a big on, full on, proper, proper, proper show. And yeah, I mean, Broadway's gone mad for it. And I think it's going to be great. And also, it will no mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it will be the third Disney show on stage in the West End. Because by next year, because it opens at Drury Lane, we should say, mm, uh, perfect the next, place for it. next mm. autumn, 20, autumn 2020. And just the right size as well. It's well, just going to look yeah, fabulous. Perfect great. Place. But we've got Mary Poppins, which will be on by then, at the Prince Edward. We've got, of course, Lion King still going strong at the Lyceum. And then just up the road, we're going to have yeah. Frozen. So mm. it's going to be a, a triple Disney yeah. whammy. So if you're a parent, start, <laughs> whammy, saving, up. start saving up now if you're a parent, because you're going to be going to the theatre <laughs> exactly. an awful lot. And the colour purple, let's talk about this, because there's been a, a, quite a bit of controversy the producers, the Curve and Birmingham Hippodrome of the uh, new production of The Colour Purple have got into some hot water because LGBT uh, people are saying that the casting of the lead is not right because she has previously written some things which are homophobic and um, it's an interesting argument. It really is. It's a very difficult subject, this one, because obviously there's a lot of people that are uh, unhappy. It's Say Amuba who has been cast in the role uh, Celie in The Colour Purple and there is a 
same-sex relationship that exists in that show. She has, in the past, uh, due to her faith, stated that she does not think people were born gay. That has caused a lot of controversy on Twitter, inevitably through the, the theatre community who are, who are angry about it. It's a difficult one because... There's been a lot of debate recently, not just in theatre, but in, in entertainment as a whole. Should gay actors only play gay parts? I personally think that actually you have to be right for the part. It doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight as an actor. But should you play a part if you fundamentally, if you've written something that seems to fundamentally disagree with the role you're playing? Well, it's difficult. I think that at the end of the day, an actor's job is to take on a role and do it to the best of ability. I'm not necessarily convinced, I mean, Kerry, I think you said off-air, that actually the person who plays Val McKelly in Chicago doesn't have to be a murderer to play it. So you don't necessarily have to show the same views. It is difficult, and also because of our social media, because of the how we are now, everything is out there, it's in public, even if you wrote it today, yesterday, five years ago, ten years, it's out there. And what's difficult about this is this is they're pulling on something that was said a long, long time ago that's now being brought back to the surface. And uh, I think, you know, when she has a chance to respond, maybe things will be... Mm. There, hasn't, there hasn't been a statement from, uh, say, Amuba, but there has been a statement from theatre. There has indeed. The Birmingham uh, Hippodrome and, of course, the Curve, who are co-producers, have made a statement saying, on Friday, a social media post from 2014 by one of the Colour Purple cast members was brought to our attention. The views shared in this post did not in any way reflect the cast of the views of the Birmingham Hippodrome. We're continuing to investigate this and a full statement will be issued as a matter of priority. So they are, they obviously put their line in the sand. The other thing I would say is we're talking about the show. I'm mm. sure it's still going to be in people's consciousness. So, And also at the end of the day, The Colour Purple is a great musical. It's one of the best musicals I think I've written. So see what happens. I suppose the question is, where do you stop when you start saying, well, that was an op- opinion she had, and we don't know if that's what she holds now, where do, you, where do you stop if people have had opinions about other things? I don't know. Do you stop somebody who uh, wanted to leave Europe <laughs> from playing a oh, role of a Don't Remainer? talk about oh, it. No. You know. I, think, I think the biggest <laughs> issue, though, and, and Amy Lennox, who's a fabulous musical theatre performer, said she's excited for the show, no longer is going to buy a ticket, ultimately saying it's unbelievable someone in, in our industry where LGBTQ community's fundamental presence can have such an insular view. And I think that is why it's caused such a, a hurtful thing with the community because we all know uh, whether you're on or off stage working in the theatre industry there's an awful lot of gay people LGBTQ people and there is that kind of automatic acceptance that there won't be judgement there won't be negativity it is a hard one it's difficult mm. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast for TV fans by TV fans dedicated to everything on the box that's both on and in demand. On my Sky Planner you will see things like wheeler dealers, the world's most luxurious airliners. That's a good mix. (laughs) Jeffers, what should we be keeping an eye on? We've got Cold Feet returning, the trailer looks very interesting, it's James Nesbitt and co. It's really worked this comeback for ITV. Ready for your Tuesday morning commute. Series linked with me, Emma Bullymore and Mark Jeffries. It's acting up with Jamie Crick, Kerry Ellis, Johnny Bunnin, and you were at the Corn Exchange last night with Kerry, and um, obviously you were seeing the show, but then decided to take your microphone and burst backstage. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, really it rude, was literally yeah, like that. I, mean, I knocked yeah. the door and Kerry keep, opened it. So, keep, like, do you lock the do you lock the stage door before you go when you know, so they can't escape? Well, do you know what's funny about that venue is that the stage there isn't really a stage door, is there? It's just random door at the back, <laughs> which Kerry happened to be behind. Thank God. Uh, George and I burst backstage and. And yes, we did get to chat to some people, namely Chris Haylett, who is the tour and 
production manager on this collabo tour. Lovely man, lots of fun things to say. I began by asking him, what on earth does a tour and production manager do? Uh, well, the tour manager bit is all about the tour logistics, arranging all the accommodation, transport of a tour bus, an articulated lorry, parking for it all on days off in obscure places. And there was a sudden bang somewhere then, but uh, <laughs> the show's still going on, so it's all right. <laughs> Everything manageable, you've got to manage the tour. Even the artists need telling off from time to time and keeping them all in trim and all that kind of stuff. And then the production element is all about the show itself, so I've designed the set and how it looks, uh, arranged it all, and then tour it all and make sure it goes in each venue every day and scale it to different venues and make it fit in different venues. And So it's a, it's a big job. Obviously, as you say, mm. from, a, from a technical perspective, there's a lot going on. This is a, a tour that kind of goes every every other day. It's a new venue. Every day. Every day. So that that's a big, big logistical challenge to get around the country. Yeah. Tell us what's been the most challenging part of getting this show up and running around the whole UK? Well, every venue is different and uh, we've played some really small venues on this tour, uh, like Lee City Varieties, where, you know, the set couldn't fit and we had to adapt it and same with Edinburgh, we've got to adapt how it looks and but still give it, give the customers a really good show. So it is, it's tricky because every venue is different. When you say adapt, what kind of tricks do you have up your sleeve when it comes to, because obviously you know the size of the stage, so is it just little things that you need to tweak or how does it, how does it work when you adapt stuff? It depends on the size of the venue. I mean, say like Lee City Varieties was tiny, so we took a drum riser and, and, and some nice lighting, you know, and made it look really lovely. So, you know, all the sets stayed in the truck and we took a small truck into Leeds. Um, it's again, is the lighting's, you know, positions of lighting in every venue. We, sometimes we take our trusses in and our motors and put all, all trusses and motors in the air. Some venues would have to do that because the lighting bars are already there. We just put our lights on it. So it's looking at every venue and it's all different. It's obviously a very uh, big show, big tour, big, big yeah, tour to do. Yeah. Um, it's a camaraderie, of course, that exists backstage. Talk to me about the whole team aspect. It must, must be quite a big team to wrangle. It is. It is, it is a big team. Uh, everyone has their role to play in the team, though. Everyone's got their own specific roles and their jobs to do. Uh, I think the important thing with any team when you're touring for so long is about the banter. You've got to become friends in one sense and have a laugh and a joke with each other. It gets stressful at times and you shout at each other, but, you know, five minutes later you hug each other. That's the important thing. Like family? <laughs> yeah, it is family. We live together 24-7 on a tour bus. Right. Um, so it is hard work sometimes, but, uh, you know, banter's the key. On that, though, obviously it's a it's a massive responsibility to be away from home for that long length of time. Do you mind the fact that it affects, obviously, your life outside of work? Because, obviously, it's not like you can just pop home for a cup of tea. You are on the road. Yeah, no... I spend most of my life on the road. Um, you know, I have three children. I'm very lucky that my oldest son is on this tour with me. I know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he do? Uh, he's uh, the stage technician on this, so he's responsible for building the set every day. Brilliant. Uh, which is great. And then my middle son's not on this tour, but he does tour with me. He's a sound engineer. So he tours with me sometimes as well. Uh, so it's all in the family? Oh, absolutely, yeah. My whole family's in the business. Oh, which, so. which helps, I guess, in terms of they all know what you're up against. Those yeah, times. it does. I've got an eight-year-old who needs to be a rigger or something like that. <laughs> then I've got a full team. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Finally, what's your favourite part of the job? Because it's, it's a big, big responsibility. What's your favourite part of doing what you do? Why do you get out of bed every day? I think it's twofold. I think, uh, first, he's actually creating the production itself and putting the actual production together and then seeing it come together in pre-production and rehearsals. And, you know, that's very rewarding when it opens on opening night and going, wow, I've done that. That's really rewarding. You know, every day we get up off the tour bus and every day's rewarding because every day's a challenge. So once the show starts, like it's just done 10 minutes ago, you know, that's the reward. You put a show in another venue 
that's your, that's your reward for what you do. And obviously the reward is getting to love the Carrie Ellis popping in and out every so often. Oh, we love Carrie to death. Yeah, she's beautiful. And I've toured with Carrie before as well, which has been awesome. So it's good to have her on this tour. And she's, she's amazing, yeah. Backstage there with Johnny Bunyan. And uh, what did the audience think of the show? Obviously, they loved it. They lapped it up. And we'll be finding out just how much uh, with Georgia a little bit later with our People's Vote. Let's just turn back to some uh, news stories here. And um, Joseph at the Palladium, cast oh. announcement there. Kerry, you're smiling. Oh, well, well, not only am I excited that Jason Donovan is going in, because I think that's huge news. And I think how brilliant for the people. I remember seeing him as Joseph, like, all those years ago. And, and it was so magical. And I I think he will love it as well and yeah. you know I know Jason I did War of the Worlds with him and he's he's such a great guy and I think he's just going to love it it's 27 years since he was <gasps> first in the really? show I mean that's quite extraordinary isn't it but coming back into it it's 11 week run in uh, in June actually it's very it is with Sheridan Smith as well Sheridan Smith is the narrator also though hot off the press from a couple of nights ago the lovely Baz at the Daily Mail broke the story that the rather delightful Jack Yarrow who is a complete unknown other than the fact he starred in the Arts Ed production of Newsies, has been cast as Joseph. Now that is, without doubt, one of the most unusual things to do in casting because for that show, typically it's always been a big lead. Ollie Mers has been touted as potentially playing mm. it. And so to take someone straight out of drama but, school... But always, because when it first opens on, I mean, it's one of those shows that gets done a lot at schools, universities, course, colleges and yeah, so on. Absolutely. So it's kind, there's a nod there to that. Mm. You know, it could start out for him, let's it's be great. honest. Yeah. It's great. scary. But, <laughs> but they've got some, you know, they've got shows Sheridan and now Jason and yeah. you know there are a few roles that are still uncast or unannounced Indeed. maybe there are some more people but I think it's brilliant yeah. young platform I think you know I hope he's brilliant and uh, and it's a big start thing well talking about new cast Mary Poppins Petula Clark Ooh, is going like to be this. yeah I mean it's, I, I love her I think that's it's an unusual thing isn't it 22 years since she was last in the West End I love her though you know she um, she did an, an album not that long ago and I remember downloading it and, and listening I think I was on another tour and listening to it around the country and and it was just brilliant and you know someone like that who's just pure talent I think it's mm. great and I think she'll add another level to that should we, we should say she's playing the bird woman in the musical of Mary Poppins so she gets to sing Feed the Bird no, which yeah, is what a number yeah, that is one of my all time favourite numbers I have, a good, I have a good story she about can, that she number. can nip into oh, do down, downtown afterwards you know, I know it'd be I lovely that. wouldn't it you know, just... so apparently Feed the Birds I, I did a Disney thing um it was a big celebration. Was it at the Albert Hall? It wasn't at the Albert Hall, oh. sadly. It was in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, hello. I'll just, I'll just throw that one out. Right. And I went over, for, it was um, a celebration of all the Disney um, people coming together that worked for Disney, the heads of production and that, that worked for Disney. It was an awards evening, a celebration for them. I got flown out to go and sing a medley within which I sang Feed the Birds. Oh. And apparently it was Walt Disney's favourite song. And really? when he was stressed around, around the parks or around... Uh, what he was doing, he would go into the office and play Feed the Birds and it would calm him down. What there a story. Uh, so when you Love hear it now, that. you can think there's Walt, Walt actually you know, right. loving that one. Caesar's so Channel, of course, in it, and uh, Charlie Stemp. Mm, uh, yeah. I wonder what he'll be playing. Gosh, it's a difficult <laughs> one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Admiral. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, we've got, and we've got Joseph Milson as well, fantastic actor playing uh, Mr Banks. So it's gonna, I have to say, the casting of this is going to be... Amazing. It's going to be great. Just quickly, 9 to 5 announcing a second production mm. uh, on tour. 
and staying in the West End. Slightly and confusing, you, isn't you it? You can't miss it, really. No. <laughs> Let's be honest. There'll be on every street corner. Well, I guess it is only a limited <laughs> run in the West End, isn't it? it? I think it does end. It was only there for eight months. So, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to affect sales, but who knows? Yeah, well, they're obviously confident about it. This is Acting Up with Jamie Crick and Kerry Ellis and Johnny Bunyan. And don't forget, you can subscribe. We'd like five stars, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, certainly five <laughs> stars were given to Kerry Ellis last night. But <laughs> no, why are you laughing? I don't know. We're giddy today. We're a little bit giddy. It's, like, it's, like, it's corn exchange love, that's what it is. <laughs> One night out last night, I tell you. And, uh, and Georgia, you you were there as well. I was. I was drinking wine with Johnny Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, normally, really. normally uh, what you do with uh, Georgia, the experience is give her a couple of glasses of wine and a tape recorder and she'll she'll talk to anyone. <laughs> tape recorder. Which is, which is what, what happened you, last night. what you did. What it was happened? great. So I went out after Calabro had finished and and wanted to chat to people just to hear what they thought about Calabro and about the show, and especially it being in Cambridge. So here's what happened. What do you think of the show? How's amazing. it going? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Breathtaking. Yeah, have incredible. Seen, have you seen Calabro before? Yes. So many times. A few times. Quite a few times. Yeah, quite a few times. What's your favourite song so far? Jersey Boys. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Boys. Or On My Own. It's very good. It's the second time we've seen them. Yep. Um, what's your favourite song? I like the ones they just come up with, with the four seasons. Well, we love them. We've been every year since they've been coming here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and see them with him with them with Cliff Richard as well. No way. So how are you finding them in Cambridge? Oh, well, we love it because it's just down the road from us, so it's a lot easier to come and see them. Yeah. And what's they get better each year. And what's your favourite song that they do? It's got to be going back to the original one they did on Britain's Got Talent, I think. But I love all the new stuff. Every year they put something in, and I must admit, the last bit, I, I love that because I like the Jersey Boys, so, yeah. We love Calabro. We've seen them three or four times, and, uh, yeah, they always deliver what they prom- promise, and they deliver. What song do you like? Um, I like the ones from Les Mis. I really love those. What a audience, Georgia. They loved it, didn't they? Yeah, they really, really did. They were so enthusiastic about it all. It was awesome to see. Well, we had a lovely time. And thank you very much indeed for all of the staff at the Cambridge Corner Exchange for looking after us so brilliantly. Now, before we go, a reminder, please do make sure you follow us on our social channels. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, all at Acting Up Pod. And very excitingly, last night the boys let us do a lovely interview with them on camera. So Mm. you can uh, watch a bit more of the interview we did with them uh, on today's programme on our social channels. Keep an eye on them over the next few days. I like the bit where you tried to get into Kerry's uh, dressing room and she slammed the door in your face. I know you did, yeah, that's <laughs> fun. That was, she, was show, she was show ready. Have, have we got that video? Is that good? <laughs> that's going up to that. It will be up, yeah. I was like, enough's enough, Johnny. I have to do the show. Johnny, honestly, please. I did say you should wear that dress it's to like, the studio. I think I should come on stage with you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not true. No. Did you have a little oh, black yeah. dress to wear as well? <laughs> <laughs> not, that little, not that little, thank you. So, so, so next week, moving on. So next week, uh, who have we got? John Owen Jones. We've got John Owen Jones, who has recent, well, recently, he's just released his new album called Spotlight, and uh, he's obviously going to be joining the Les Miserables concert cast with Alfie Bow. Um, he's actually going to be performing as um, Jean Valjean when Alfie Bow isn't there. Yeah. He's amazing, and he'll be with us next week. And I wonder, just so we can get it in, is he a fan of Premiership football? We'll find out. Oh, yeah, I haven't got sport yeah, in. I've got it in. There you go. See, I thought I'd do it for and you. And what with the rugby last week? He's weekend. a rugby oh, boy, yeah. I think. Oh, is he? Mm. Lovely. He would be, would he? John oh, Jones. I'll, uh, I'll pack my shorts then, shall I? We, we can talk about <laughs> Wales winning the grandstand. Which should we can. move on and say thank you so much? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget to tell your friends about acting up and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Acting Up is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddyneesmedia.com.